Welcome to Pod Almighty, your monthly podcasting masterclass. Now, this show is all about helping you achieve your podcasting aims with some help and advice from us, but more importantly, from the friends, colleagues and experts that we've met along the way. I'm James Marriott. I worked full-time in radio for the best part of two decades, and now I help other businesses and individuals to create, launch, grow and develop a successful podcast of their own through my business, Sound Media. And I'm Ellie Codling, a former radio producer, music scheduler and programming coordinator, now working as a podcast producer and editor with many clients across the UK. Our guest today then, we've got somebody joining us as we talk more about getting the most out of your voice. So we are joined today by uh, a radio presenter and producer who's been uh, working in the industry for over 20 years for some of the biggest radio brands in the country, including Heart, Smooth Radio and local BBC stations, and a fair stint as imaging producer at Real Radio. He's also one of the best voiceover artists in the UK right now, having been nominated year after year in the One Voice Awards and winning the Telephony IVR Overall Best Performance in 2020, as well as being nominated for Male Voiceover Artist of the Year for the past two years running. You've probably heard his voice promoting some of the biggest brands in the UK, including KPMG, Primark, Lavezza, Butlins, The Co-op, Bookings.com and many, many more. As you can tell, this guy knows all there is to make the most of your voice. So hi to Ian Brannan. Hi, Ian. Hi, and thank you. That was very impressive. You can be my new agent. That was, uh, yeah... (laughs) <laughs> you can sell the sell the sizzle <laughs> and i'm sure i even missed some things there as well like currently currently you're still uh, at the moment you're producing and hosting some podcasts as well aren't you yeah i've got a few podcasts which i mean i started doing um some podcasts last year and um the timing was probably a little bit unfortunate because you just get branded as start having started a podcast during lockdown but that was always kind of the aim um so yeah i've got a few of my own podcasts i do um i started doing one called humans of speedway about the sport of speedway and i was speaking to individuals um involved in that sport some of which um are kind of legends have been around for years some some people who are not actually part of the sport in terms of they've never been a rider or uh, involved as an official in any way but maybe just keen fans writers various people that are involved in different ways so that was that and then i've now got the job of um producing the official british speedway podcast which is a weekly podcast so that's going out um it's we're into about the seventh or eighth week now i think and that's going to go until the end of october when the season finishes but that's that's brilliant i mean we're getting like 10 or 15 guests sometimes in each podcast and it's just uh it's it's really really fun to do so and then there's a few others i produce as well like do keeldra observatory um i've done some for the nhs some for like local councils so yeah a widespread really but it's fun um and i'm always learning about podcasts and it's you know interesting to to to, to do this because um probably i'll learn something (laughs) as well i don't know that's a lot of guests you've got on that podcast yeah it's it's pretty crazy so tell us then, how have you found the crossover from radio voice work into podcasting? Um, radio voice work into podcasting is really, I think, radio itself and podcasting are, are hugely related. And I think sometimes you you see people who are 
really uber into podcasting and, and they seem to detach it from radio in some way and, and they think that it's completely different skill it's it is radio it is radio it is speech radio nothing more nothing less and the same skills that you use to make uh, a radio documentary or a radio feature or anything like that are exactly the skills that you use in podcasting and i think that's why um I, I found it re- not relatively easy, but it was certainly an advantage to me having got those skills in radio to be able to turn them into podcasting. And and that is probably the difference between some of the stuff that I do and someone who hasn't got those skills and maybe struggles with is that I put podcasts together probably completely backwards to how some people would in that I, I, I do stuff in various random orders, piece it together afterwards, mix it all in in Adobe Audition, um, record using multi tracks so that you can repiece interviews and things together, um, and that avoids that whole awkward uh, thing where the thing's recording and you hear a podcast sometimes and it just sort of starts and people just keep talking and talking for half an hour, an hour or even longer, and then stop it and there's no end to it. Uh, and it's just basically you're earwigging a conversation, whereas mine are more sort of produced, either documentaries or shows or or whatever. So using those skills, it's it, it, it is very similar to radio. It's not so similar to voiceover work, and there was a big difference between radio and voiceover. Um, even though that I had a production background and worked with voiceovers quite regularly and because I used to hire them I used to produce them and phone them up and say do you want this job and they'd obviously go yes and um and and all that kind of stuff so having had that knowledge I I sort of thought that it would be easier than it was to get into voiceover stuff but what you learn is that there's a lot of people that you need to meet in order to make enough money to have it as a career and there's also a, a lot more different genres of voiceover than you would ever anticipate i mean i was doing stuff on radio doing commercials or imaging and things like that but i i went to a a voiceover conference and they were all talking about doing um corporate work and all this kind of stuff explainer videos and and stuff and i i that had never even crossed my mind and i was like Right, so there's people sat there saying, "Yeah, well, you know, my 85% of my work is corporate," and I'm thinking, none of my work is corporate. It is all commercials, and really small commercials that are 25 pound a pop. So I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I'm missing a trick here. And then you start delving deeper and networking and stuff, and you think, my God, commercials and radio and TV, even those those ads that you maybe are famous for or, or have a massive audience, are just like that much of the work, you know. What I do, I, mean, I do way more on-hold messages, way more in-store stuff now. Um, so I'm on an advert at the minute in Asda for... Uh, well, I'm on two, actually, for one for Yorkshire Tea and one for Cravendale Milk. Um, so I seem to have been typecast in the, uh, in the beverage uh, area, which is great. And, and it's weird going in there and hearing yourself, but I would never have thought of that as a part of a, you know, the voiceover world that I needed to explore. Nobody hands it to you on a plate. You've got to do a lot of working, and it's yeah, it is. It yeah. is a lot. It was a lot more difficult. Um, it's not a quick fix career. You can't just go. Well, I'm in radio. I'll be a voiceover. Don't do that. You'll be disappointed. It's it's you know you are starting from scratch. I can totally relate to what you're saying there, Ian, because um, I tried to make that slight crossover as well. So radio to podcasting, I found like you an easier transition I was doing voice work in radio only commercial and yeah it was 
I, mm. I didn't make the crossover <laughs> and I could totally relate to it's, what you're saying there. They are completely different yeah. fits, aren't they? They are. And I was lucky in that um, I, I was working for a radio station that was getting taken over at the time and the takeover lasted nearly two years. And so having had that kind of heads up that perhaps that might not go 100% brilliantly for me gave me that two years to sort of build it up alongside having a regular job so I was fortunate and, and actually that that time didn't come for quite a long time where it actually came to the crunch and, and, and I was sort of having to live off it but I wouldn't want to go right I've, I've just lost my job and I need to be a voiceover now that that would be a very very difficult situation so mm. I think somebody said to me I think it takes three years to build up a business before you get enough kind of clients and stuff together to live off it or at least start breaking even and you know getting somewhere and um and i didn't really believe that at the time but i would definitely subscribe to that now <laughs> having lived it. it it's it's really fascinating because um you know this thing about you know the crossover between radio and podcasting us three have all done that we've moved from working full-time in a professional radio environment into podcasting most people who are in podcasting probably don't make that jump because they were never working in radio to to start with and for a lot of people obviously it's kind of like it's it's a hobbyist thing more than um necessarily something that they see as their profession or something that's there to support their their business in a in a in a different way but what i find really interesting is that you know, in radio, we used to, um, and 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 you know, any, anyone that else that's worked in radio or ever been near radio will, will, will recognise the phrase of something like the clock that represents an hour. And you know, it's used to you have an ad break at, at, at quarter past, an ad break at half past, an ad break at, at, at quarter two, and then an ad break up to the news on the hour, or or maybe it's three ad breaks within there, or maybe you know, some some formats now there might only be two ad breaks in the in the hour, and and you know, you've got a maximum amount of time that you're allowed to talk before you've got to play a song or you've got to mention the station name what's interesting about podcasting of course is that there's no rule set by a group or by you know a programming director or anything you're kind of making your own rules but the the interesting thing here is that you know radio has these rules for a reason and that's because they work you know people don't just make up this stuff about how you know you should remind people the station that you're listening to every however many minutes just because they're egotistical it's because you know there is there is logic behind it and reasoning behind it in terms of reinforcing that brand all the time so i often kind of say to people you know you don't have to subscribe to the rules of of radio but they're there for a reason and that that reason is that actually you know they are generally quite successful for you know for commercial radio stations obviously today what we're talking about is specifically about um getting the most out of your voice so ian would, would are, are you kind of a one-trick pony in that you know you have your voice and it's a take it or leave it for, for people as to whether, whether or not they want to use you on on their voiceovers or on their radio station or to what extent do you find yourself adapting your voice and changing your voice depending on a, a specific project I think in terms of voiceover, there's a certain range that I have, I suppose. I'm not, uh, there are voiceovers that can do pretty much anything, um, but they are very few and far between, and the, they are very, very busy as a result because it's a very unique skill. So, for example, I don't do comedy like characters or sound alikes or um, like 
animation characters, cartoon characters. There's a voiceover called Mark Silk, who's on tons of stuff. Like any kids' TV program you watch, he's probably in there somewhere. Um, I can't do that, yeah. so I don't go into that market. And neither do I go in for like audiobooks, where maybe you have to act various parts yourself. And a lot of actors do audiobooks, but I, I don't do them because I can't do it. It takes forever, and I get bored by it. So <laughs> I don't do that. Um, my general kind of um, line of work, really, um, more than any, I mean, there's always there's always a, a few quirks that come along, but I do straightforward commercial voiceover, neutral stuff, selling cars. A lot. I do a lot of um, tradesman-related jobs for some reason, um, and probably that's because I am. From, I'm originally from Yorkshire. My accent has kind of got a bit confused. My natural accent, which is what I'm talking to you in now, um, has kind of got a little bit confused because I've lived in various parts of the country. I've lived in Wales, live in the northeast now, from Yorkshire, and you know, it all gets a bit messed up. So. I, I have naturally um, what you would call a neutral northern accent, which is actually quite popular among um, mm-hmm. various people, um, and and because they find it a friendly accent, I suppose. So, I suppose the, the voice I'm using now is the voice I use for Eon, which is my own voice. So I do the uh, on hold for Eon, and that ri- literally is as simple as thanks for calling Eon. If you want to speak to someone, press one. That's it. So that, whereas if you're selling a car, like, um, you know, it's yeah. like, all this week we're giving you the chance to buy a brand new car, you know, and it's a bit more sort of different part of your register and stuff. So you're using that. And of course, the thing that you get with, with voiceover that you perhaps don't get with a podcast is you get direction. The person who has written the commercial or the corporate video or whatever it might be. Usually they put a note on of how they envisage it sounding. The person who has written the script has a an idea of of what it's going to go on. And not, they might even send you the music and stuff as well. So that usually gives you a feel of how it's going to be. Um, so with those in mind, you, you, you adapt. You just, you know, some, some ads, they make them and they play the music under while you're reading the script. And it helps you... Uh, get the right pace so there's there's the tone but there's also the pace as well um, because you could read very uh, energetically but quite slowly but similarly you could read quite calmly quickly particularly say if you're doing terms and conditions in some ads you know you you have Mm. to have a gear change as well so you do have to have that range and then sometimes, you know, I do a lot of Yorkshire stuff as well. Like um, I do the ads for Pets in a Pickle, which are on a lot of radio stations. Um, and that's quite a Yorkshire accent where it's, you know, guy next door kind of thing. And you're talking about dogs and cats that are falling out of trees and things like that. And, and, and also for a lot of builders merchants, they also want that kind of delivery as well. You know, sort of a Yorkshire kind of guy telling you how it is uh, sort of thing. So it's, it's, a, it's a fair sort of mix. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you've had a nominations for your pets in a pickle, haven't you? As well, before it's one of the big ads out there. Yeah, it got nominated for the best best ad, and I've done uh, another series of them uh, back in the last year. So that um, I've, I've actually I've actually entered it again uh, with a with a with this year's set of ads. I think there are twelve different ads, but um, they're really good. You know, they're nice nicely written, and um, and they go on a lot of. Uh, stations around the country so it is one of those jobs that um, actually 
because it's so prominent that actually also gets you known as a voice because people will then hear it on a demo and go oh that's the voice and then so that helps you it has yeah. doing pets in a pickle has actually led to other jobs um so uh, that's always welcome well, good luck <laughs> good luck with that as well going with, with your next nomination so uh, but what would you say the style and delivery of your voice for an overall sound of a podcast what relevance does the style and delivery of your voice have on an overall sound of a podcast what's the difference there i i think your voice obviously sets the tone for people who have never heard your podcast before it immediately sets the mood and there's a few examples i suppose that i've done um i mentioned earlier i do the speedway podcast which is very much like a probably like um a, a general sports program you'd hear on five live or something like that so it's fairly upbeat um but sort of newsy i suppose but there's a certain pace and energy to, to to how that's delivered whereas i've also done podcasts for um recently i've done some for a council where it was about um fostering which is a positive thing um so you've got to keep that positivity but it was also tricky because there were some subjects within the episode that were really quite gritty and so you had to have that gear change down of, of being really quite serious and you're speaking to someone who's got some serious things to say so you you have to adapt because your your tone as the presenter sets the mood for the listener I think so if, if, if you're being serious then they know that you're not because it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be right for me to speak to someone who's talking about something very serious but in kind of a loose comedy sort of out with the guys kind of way that wouldn't be the right thing and nor would being serious and very calm and oh you know well serious that's what about as you can call it that wouldn't be right for something when you when you're talking like, like we're talking now I, mm. i'd sound like i was having some kind of crisis so you, you've you've got to um you, you've got to just balance it um around you as you do in everyday life though you know and 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 this is the thing i think sometimes people's um senses they they overthink things perhaps you are just having a conversation whether it's having a conversation with your friend on the phone somebody in the street you're in the bank talking to someone whatever it is you manage to uh usually most people can can adapt to the situation and and they know how to handle themselves and be and behave and it's just doing that depending on what your subject is but finding the right pace it's worth thinking about um because as i say for people who've never heard it within seconds that the listener's mind is going to go all right this is either serious or this is fun or not um and and you get yeah so but but it's it's not it's not a skill that people don't have it's a skill that we do have sometimes it's just hard to channel it in at the right point and just takes a bit of practice yeah that that's that's all really really true and 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 one thing that you know that i kind of remember being told quite early in my sort of broadcasting career and i've told lots of people over the years because it's very true is that you know your voice is your only tool when you're doing some kind of broadcasting people can't see your facial expressions but they kind of get a, an idea as to how they're supposed to feel about what you're saying by the way that you say it so you know as, as you kind of touch on there you, you you know a news bulletin on the radio is a really good example of this you know you listen to a news bulletin the way someone reads the the first story which is normally the most serious um to 
perhaps if they were to do a story about someone that's died, someone famous that's died, um, and then you know perhaps compare that to a story about a cat stuck in a tree. The way that you'd approach all those stories is very different, but you don't need to hear all of that that the, the first line of that story to get an idea as to what it is, because you know your voice will go up when you're doing an amusing story at the end. You know that that's how you know it's it's the tool that that we um, mm. a tool that we, we we have to use. A couple of really interesting things that that you know I've I, I've been taught and, and that I often say to people which in some ways are almost like an oxymoron but but there's some real truth there so the first of those is it's really important to sound like yourself you, you can't just sound like someone completely different and and this applies very much if you're a podcaster I think you know if you if you start doing a podcast and you try and be someone different you're going to get found out you've got to be yourself um, and you know people are only going to make a decision on whether or not they like you and enjoy listening to you on, on the basis of you being you but the other thing alongside that is the idea that it's a performance and I've always thought that those two things don't quite sit right you've got to be yourself you've got to be natural but actually you know going on the radio broadcasting doing a podcast doing a voice over any of these things it's a performance and it's like well where is where does the 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 point lie in the middle of those that that makes that that work and I, and I think the the point is that sometimes when we talk about being yourself what we mean is probably being the best version of yourself and the performance part of that is that sometimes you know I'll sit down to do a podcast and I just don't feel like it you know it might be I might have had a really early start in the morning and it's quite late in the afternoon and I'm pretty grumpy and I'm pretty fed up but my podcast listeners don't care about that you know they, they don't really want to know that I'm really tired they're probably tired as well so the performance element is actually I've got to pick up those parts of me that aren't feeling quite up to it to, to pick them up to that version of me that people are, are, are used so I think you know when when we kind of say this thing and it doesn't always make sense to people about you've got to be yourself but also it is a performance that that's kind of it the performance sometimes is being yourself involves a bit of effort when you might not want to or, or you know if you're having a brilliant day and you're ridiculously giddy then actually you might just need to turn it down a little bit for your for your um, podcast recording and 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 Ian this this leads me into something that I wanted to ask you about and, and Ellie I'm sure you'll have something to say on this as well which is probably the thing that I hear from people the most often when I'm talking to people particularly about you know when they're really at the the early stages of thinking about setting up a podcast and their biggest hurdle is this 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 quandary that they have where they go I just don't like my voice I can't stand my own voice and if everyone that that said that actually never went on to use their voice or anything we'd probably have no broadcasters or podcasters in the entire world because everyone starts from that point of saying I just I think my voice is 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 awful and I find that a real barrier that it's quite hard to get people over. But I do it on this basis of, you know, some of those things that we've talked about. And also the fact that, you know, if someone chooses to listen to your podcast, it's not because you've got a great voice. That's not their reason for listening to the to the podcast. It's because they're interested in the subject. It's because they're interested in what you've got to say about something. So as long as your voice isn't actually horrendous or something that actually would be a barrier to people being able to consume the information that you're telling them, I kind of feel that it's just something... You've just got to get over it. You've just got to get over it because chances are other people will not think that your voice is anything like as bad as as, as you do. Where whereabouts would you yeah. stand on that one, Ian? 
Yeah, it is. Um, it is always something that it's the first thing anybody says if if you're putting somebody on the radio or they're hearing themselves back in an interview or they've been on a podcast or whatever it is. They will always say, "I hate the sound of my voice." Oh, is that how I really sound like? And it's because you you're not used to hearing yourself. You know, our hearing is different. You don't hear yourself how other people do. In the same way, you don't see yourself how other people do because it's just. You can't step out of your own body and, and watch yourself unless you've got superpowers. So you've just got, as you say, you've got to get used to it. It's, I guarantee you, your voice is, is <laughs> fine, right? Everybody's voice is okay. I've never really heard that many people who have got a voice where it's like, that is horrific. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. certainly, that, that can't be worked on. Usually it's either people talk too fast, they're too breathy, they talk too slow, they're too monotone or they're, they, they speak too quietly, you know, they're mumbling into the mic. So it's, it's all things you can fix by learning how to project your voice a little bit. All the basics, as going back to radio, all the basics you learn when you start doing that. Just talk normally. Ignore the microphone. Don't worry about that, right? You, you, you will have to just get used to how your voice sounds. I guarantee you, nobody else will be surprised by your voice, especially people you know. If you are recording something for a group of people that you know, they are not going to be surprised with how your voice sounds because that's how your voice sounds every day that you speak to them for however many years you've known them. So they're not going to go, oh, your voice sounds totally different. They're not going to do that. They are going to notice if you, as going back to what James was saying about being natural and being yourself, they are going to notice if all of a sudden you started putting on some weird telephone voice or you've gone posh or start talking like Samuel Pepys overnight or something like that. You know, that they will notice. So they'll be expecting you just chill out and record it and and ignore the mic as much as you can and just have a and i think for many as well it's getting used to having a conversation with yourself yeah i've i've, I've spoken to a few people who uh, over like lockdown and stuff about to do remote um learning or teaching or remote work using zoom or whatever and they found obviously they've got the people they normally would have in a room all now on a screen and finding it difficult to have that conversation so if you are doing something where obviously we're all right now in different rooms but we can see each other but if we weren't seeing each other i personally wouldn't feel uncomfortable just talking into nothing because that's what i've done for 20 odd years it's it's but it's a skill that you become comfortable with it's not a skill that's easy to necessarily get comfortable with but just practice really and and just yeah Make friends with your voice. Your voice is fine. It's usually the how you use your voice that you need to tweak. I think that's I think that's exactly it. It's that you, you and no one else seems to have ever had an issue with your voice. It's your it's your own um like you say you don't hear it yourself normally. So but the majority, no one's ever really considered that they don't like the sound of that friend's voice, that person's voice. But a little tip that I find um probably could help people that are first out there hearing their voice through the microphone and that is maybe start sending friends whatsapp voice notes you know just get used to having those recorded conversations with people you know comfortable conversations dead easy to do and you know you're not there's no judgment there your friends know exactly how your voice sounds you're hearing your voice through a whatsapp voice note during lockdown actually is probably an absolute joy to your friends because they've missed seeing you and hearing your voice your voice is probably far more warm and friendly than you can imagine that that it was and your friends love to hear it so i always think do a little 
you know, start sending friends voice notes instead and, and get used to hearing the sound of your voice. But also going back to what you were saying about um, the style of your delivery, that you can really become that one-to-one connection, can't you, with your voice? You can really warm into people's homes just by the way that you deliver your voice. You can become a real nice connection with someone. So, Ian, obviously using your voice all the time, how do you vocally prepare for a recording? Well, I don't do a massive amount. I know some people who are actors and and some voiceovers, in fact, who have like a a huge regime of what they do. I never really have. I, I tend to find to be honest, that my voice, firstly, is is better first thing in the morning and the texture of the voice tends to wane as the day goes on. Uh, so that's one thing that I'm aware of. So depending, if I want something that needs a bit more gravitas, I will wait t- till the morning to do that because you've still got that f- freshness in your voice of having woken up. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the waking your... It's waking your mouth up, your cheek muscles and all this kind of stuff, lips. And... Um, Usually, I think, you know, having a conversation with someone for a while, first thing in the morning, can certainly help. Um, I am I certainly notice if I have to voice something, I've just got out of bed or whatever, and it's like 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, uh, 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 I, f- I find that this bit isn't, you know, so you've got to do a lot of that and uh, all that kind of stuff. Sort of yeah. warms the muscles up a little bit. Um, and then the other thing is just keeping hydrated. That's really important. Drinking water. Um they say that drinking um, dairy-based products, so milky coffee, tea, is a bad idea because that can sit on your on your vocal cords. Doesn't really affect me, but it also causes clicks as well, which is a big thing in voiceover. Like you've got clicky clickiness coming out, can be really annoying. Um, so what I did was I bought a plugin for Adobe Audition that removes mouth clicks. Um, so <laughs> I thought that's one way to deal with that situation, um, and. The other thing is um, fatty food. Fatty food is really bad. Um, it, 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 it coats your, your voice. So don't have like a big massive session on the fish and chips and then go and try doing a, a nice podcast recording where you want your voice to sound nice because you'll be like, uh, your voice will just not be good and it just dehydrates you and it sticks to your vocal cords. So yeah, being careful what you eat. Well. Anything dairy, creamy, fatty... Yeah, chocolate can be a little bad. It's not too bad though. It's not as bad as like I remember doing a show on Heart in Yorkshire, and I was doing I do I used to do Saturday afternoons, and so I get there in at lunchtime, and I I really fancied fish and chips, and so I went and had these fish and chips in Leeds, and then went and did this show on Heart, and I was doing the top of hour thing that is the, the news finishes or whatever, yeah. and then you play the jingle, and I went to speak. Uh, at the start of the show and my voice was just flat as anything and I'm messing about with the microphone processing and all these <laughs> what's wrong here settings on the desk right no it's just me I've just eaten so much fat in the last uh, hour that was the problem and after about two hours it started to come back again but I was sort of talking really flat like this I was like what is going on and it was purely just lard um, so be careful what you eat um, is my is my main tip that uh, I would definitely subscribe by more than anything else. Yeah. Don't wash it down with a glass of pop either. That's the worst thing. Don't wash it down with a milkshake, whatever you do. That would be the worst. I love this. Uh, (laughs) If there's one thing that we can take away from this, it's don't eat fish and chips. Oh, no, do do eat them. We've we've solved the vocal problems of the world. I said do, do eat them, but just after you've finished your job. Right. Okay, we've got it. We've got it. It's that way around. Brilliant. Um, all right, so what about... Um, 
I, I'm I'm quite I'm quite bad in terms of doing that stuff. And I've had voice coaching in the past where I was um, taught to you know do a lot of that the, those those kind of like things that make you feel like you're just an absolute idiot kind of sat there singing to yourself and humming and all that stuff with your lips taught all that but um i think maybe it's just the nature of being in the freelance game a little bit that sometimes i'll have two or three days of kind of double shifting doing radio work and cramming in all the kind of stuff that i can just hear i can just feel and hear that my voice is just starting to strain a little bit and 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 you know i, I realize that i've just i've probably not taken good enough care of it or maybe it's just the sheer amount that i'm using it and i find myself at the at the other end of this discussion whereby it's like okay how can i now start to repair this um, a little bit and and there's loads of different suggestions here you know i've i've seen people that suggest um that i think there's a thing called sanderson's throat specific mixture which a lot of people swear by you can buy things like nebulizers and saline solution um vocal zone tablets and um, some people just say steam just boiling some water putting your head over it steam and um, some people reckon humming um the uh probably the best solution in a situation like that is just shut up for a while just rest your voice for for a while but it's it's not always possible so i wondered whether or not either of you really have any anything that's really worked for you in terms of when you can just start to feel that your voice is struggling a bit how you can kind of pull that back a little bit um for me uh, vocal zones i can i can endorse um they they, they are pretty good Apart from that, I've I've touched woods, not really had any massive issues. Although I can feel it sometimes if you're doing like a big script or whatever. Particularly, it depends what it is. If it's if it's imaging and it's for a radio station that's quite an upbeat one, and you 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 uh, you know revving your voice quite a lot, it can hurt after a while. And I just stop doing it. I'll just just leave it for a bit, maybe for the day, and just just stop putting your voice under that pressure your, vo- your, your voice is a muscle after all so it's the same as you would do for any other muscle in the body if you're feeling that it's twinging a bit um, if your legs hurt and you stop playing football or running or whatever it is that you do for a bit and, and, and take it easy because if you push it you know it's going to get worse so just the same as that really but I know that um, water mm-hmm. generally is good honey and lemon um, is a big thing with um, certainly singers um, swear by that um steam yes is good but i think just rest i think that's the main thing they just completely just just stop using your voice so much and where where possible don't do anything stupid don't don't go doing something that it's not so much the talking i think general talking is fine but it's usually stuff where you're you know you've got a lot of intensity in whatever you're doing i find so yeah just uh take it easy the warning signs are there your body's telling you if 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 you, you're going down the wrong route, I think. Yeah, it, it comes back to the same as well, doesn't it? Lay off those uh, heavy foods and drinks, you know, and give your voice a rest. Really, is all I is all I find is the best thing as well. So, any suggestions on how you can make the most of the skills that you already have? So, we know a lot of pod- podcasters are hobbyists, and that's brilliant because there's there's a real natural warmth in what they're doing because they're passionate about what they're doing, but have you any tips on how those people have got those natural skills and how they can make the most of them? Um, I, I think really, well, firstly, in terms of podcasts, it always helps if it's if it's subject matter that you, you know about. I think generally speaking, I think that always helps you because the more you understand 
a topic, the more confident you're going to sound. Um, so that would be my first tip and it certainly helps and, and sometimes you are thrust into a situation where you're doing a podcast uh, which is about something you don't know much about in that case learn about it or at least practice some of the stats so that you can reel them off and I think confidence is a big thing so that would be that would be one thing um, as I mentioned before vary your um, vary your pace to suit the subject matter because that is um, a way that you are going to invite listeners in sort of almost subconsciously because they'll hear how you are, what you're talking about. And, and of course, if it's something exciting, bring that excitement out in your voice. You get excited. We all get excited about certain things. So if you are, if it is an exciting topic, don't feel embarrassed by whatever it is that you're doing a show about. Bring that excitement out because then that excitement will transport over to, to your listeners and they will... Um, get um, drawn in um, I'm sure and well I think the, the the main the number one thing is make sure that you listen back to yourself as well and l- listen to the whole production um, listen to other podcasts and see where your podcast sits against one that you really like and see what the differences are and listen to your own performance and this is something I suppose we do in radio as well um, I always listen back to my own shows every time, pretty much. Uh, and, and you kind of become overly critical. That's the only danger. That's the only trapdoor with this is that you can become overly critical of yourself and think you've done an absolutely terrible job. And sometimes that is the case that you, you, you feel that you've done a terrible job. You listen back and you think, oh, actually, it was all right. But if you've got any any particular podcast that you like the sound of or that you really respect or, or whatever, see what they're doing and try and break it down and, and have a look at what, what maybe the workings out are behind whatever it is that they've done in in their delivery the style of the podcast how they present it um do they use clips at the start maybe any anything else that they put in there that you think actually that's a good idea feel free to nick ideas because that's that's absolutely fine you know that's that's how every radio station certainly works um and if it's a good idea then why not do more of it and so don't be afraid to to listen to others listen to their performance see how you can improve yourself to get to their level or their style or but but at the same time don't lose your own style just take a little bit from here and a little bit from there and put it all in the pot and if there's a good idea somewhere else then um build it into your own podcast in the same way because if it's a good idea and you think it's a good idea and they're having success with it then why won't it be a success for you there are millions of podcasts there are no new ideas i can tell you there are no new ideas they've all been done before they've just been maybe done in different ways so don't feel embarrassed about nicking other things that people have already done it's it's not necessarily their content unless it's clearly kind of a marketed thing where it is their idea but i, I doubt that that really is is the case but borrow borrow ideas make them your own and the other thing as well with anything in radio or whatever it is podcast is exactly the same is consistency you don't have to be joe rogan right you're not so there's no point trying you don't have to be anyone other than yourself but just do what you do and keep churning out the same quality stuff or better right so don't have like a crap episode and then a brilliant episode and then a mediocre episode and then an all right one try and have regular averagely good ones 
because people will get and and don't mess about with your format as well stick to it because people know what's where it might not be brilliant it might not be revolutionary you might not be reinventing the wheel keep it simple but just do the same stuff again and again and again because then your listeners will connect with that and they know where to find stuff and consistency honestly consistency is the key definitely with everything yeah so you're saying consider the production as well in what you're doing yeah yeah absolutely yeah consider the production but again don't overthink it um I think sometimes some people spend a lot of time I know from being a voiceover I get requests from some podcasts saying we want this uh, announcing can you do an intro for us so I'll, I'll do an intro for the podcast and then they'll rethink it and they'll change one word and it's like that really hasn't added anything to it and I suppose sometimes podcasts are done by committee and it's you know it can be awkward but don't overthink stuff right it's just as long as all the stuff's there in the right order it's it's all fine but the consistency of what you do how you put stuff together regularly having good guests having everything in a similar place um all these kind of things will will actually improve your podcast beyond whatever you do you know your your voice and how, how you present things and how you actually handle it is 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 all is also important but having everything in regular places so people know where to find it and they know what they're going to get. And that sense of soap opera, that's another thing that radio obviously brings that, that entices people in to think, well, I need to have a listen to what's going to happen this week or this month or however often you do it. So, yeah, consistency. But, yeah, with your voice, just be you. Be you. React to the situation. React to the, the subject matter, however that is. Um, think about your pace and your tone and how that sets the mood for the party because that's what your voice does in in a podcast and uh, we want to go to a nice party not a rubbish one (laughs) (laughs) brilliant yeah Yeah, Ian thank you there's some I mean some brilliant tips in there I hope that there's plenty that um, that that people can kind of take away and use I think aim to be averagely good is the one that I'm going to take and and, and try and um, apply I think that's my uh, my my favorite tip that we've uh, we've touched on there touched on there so Ian thank you very much it's been great having you uh, with us Um, if there is a subject that uh, you would like us to cover or a guest maybe that you'd like to um, suggest that we talk to in a future episode then please let us know you can find our previous episodes at podalmighty.co.uk and join us every month as we explore more of the big wide world of podcasting find out more about us at wearesoundmedia.com where you can also get in touch and we'll see you again soon on pod almighty